you are divine. Hello there, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to Divine Authenticity. Ah, oh, it feels good to be here. I know last week we did not have an episode, and honestly, your girl has just been going real, real, real slow over the last few weeks. I realized that even at the height of my own like mental health problems last year, or mental health crisis is really what it was, uh, I realized that I never really took a vacation, probably for literally almost a year. And there were times where I like stepped away because I had to, but I would always feel like really guilty about not creating or making more things. And something that has come up for me during, I mean, a lot of things and the topic we're going to talk about today, I think is one that everybody, no matter what kind of like path you're on in life needs to hear. But something that keeps coming up for me is that the way that I have been working is entirely unsustainable. And I feel like this episode, I just want to talk about the and be like very real and down to earth about achieving your dreams. Because y'all know, on this podcast, we talk a lot about like going after your dreams, chasing them. And that's really, I believe, a part of the reason why I'm here doing what I do hosting a podcast, creating YouTube videos. I am somebody that I speak truly from my own experience and from the heart about what it feels like to go after your dream life and to see it materialize and how you can take steps for yourself to do that, or at least give you some ideas on how to do it. But something that has come up for me, and I think it's important to share, is that the way that I've been working is very unsustainable. And I don't think I've ever been in this kind of position where I've been able to look at it this way. Because even if y'all have been on the podcast for a long time, you know that I came from a background in gaming. <clears throat> I worked in the gaming industry for like seven years building my own brand. And it was successful for the time, I feel like. I do feel like in my own mind, I never reached the level of, of success in it that I was looking for. But it definitely like it was where I was meant to be at the time when it was there. But even back then, the work I was doing was not sustainable. And I would have eventually, if I had stayed in that career path, I would have run into this same problem. Because back then, I was crunching out sometimes two videos a day, which I know that might sound like nothing. You know, oh, you're just playing video games and like putting out a video twice a day on that. That's so easy. You're just having fun. And I was streaming and everything else. And it wasn't sustainable back then. It isn't sustainable now. I don't think most creators create like that anymore unless they have whole teams behind them supporting them, like editors and things like that. But <clears throat> I, even back then, I had never asked myself, who am I going to be once I hit that goal? Once I, you know, make the million subscriber mark and I'm making the amount of money I want to make and I'm inspiring the world and doing all these things with my gaming platform, you know, what then? I never really questioned that because I was too busy chasing the original dream, which I think is what a lot of us do, myself included. We'll have a certain goal or dream for ourselves, and we're just completely zero focused on achieving that thing. The conversation that we're not having, that we need to be having, is what happens when you get that thing. And 
I'm going to tell you right now from my own experience, since even moving into the spiritual community and doing tarot card reading, and I feel like this, what I do now, creating podcasts, tarot card reading, all of that, that is way more of my soul than I was ever giving in gaming. You know, gaming was fun. And like I said, it served me at the time. And I do believe it was where I was supposed to be at that time. But where I am now, I truly feel like I put a piece of my soul into the work that I do now, because it is me, it is my experiences, it is literally talking to you about things that I've experienced. And some of you, maybe many of you out there resonate with the things that I talk about, because you see your own soul reflected back. And that's how we make a lot of connections in the world today. That's why we like certain creators. That's why we gravitate towards certain books. I myself even, you know, I, I love the work of Dr. Nicola Perra, Gabrielle Bernstein, um, Brianna Weist is a current obsession of mine. Um, you know, we gravitate towards these people because we see reflections of ourselves in them reflected back. And I don't even know why I'm on that tangent right now. I This is what happens when you get me fresh in the morning. I very rarely record podcasts in the morning. They're usually recorded late at night when no one's around. And this is like fresh off the press in the morning. And I feel like I'm a different person. Uh, I have just more energy in the morning. I think, well, I don't know if everybody does. Some people like really love to work by the moon. But I am definitely a sun bitch through and through. I love to be up in the morning and getting my like work related tasks done in the morning. But I want to talk about this as authentically as possible without, I guess, like, if I could be authentic for a moment, this topic does give me a little bit of nerves to speak on only because I'm such a believer and an activator when it comes to chasing your dreams. And I never want anybody to come to me and feel like, oh, I shouldn't even try because that's the opposite of what I'm going to say here today. I still think it is worth trying. And I still think if anything, I don't know why I'm getting all nervous and weird about it. <laughs> I think it comes down to that, like, I don't want people to feel any kind of way. But at the end of the day, I can't control how anybody feels about what I say. I can't. That's up to you and how you feel. And I'm saying that now in the present moment, more for myself than anybody else. And I think that's why I love our podcast so much. And I, I really do say it's our podcast because there have been multiple points where I've been like, hey, I'm just not going to do the podcast anymore. Like, I love podcasting. I love it. Um, <clears throat> but it it isn't like a sector of everything that I do that I have a ton, a ton, a ton of time for. It's But it's the area that so many of you have come back and told me that it's like your favorite thing that I do. And honestly, it is as much your podcast as it is mine because you all keep me coming back and making more. So <laughs> thank you for all of the support. But um, I think it's really important to be authentic in the moment on this podcast because I always want you all to see that this is how healing happens. This is how it works. And we're having like a side story moment right now. But in the moment, when you hear me talking back to myself like that, that is healing in the moment. That is me telling myself, oh, that's right, Chloe, you can't control how anybody feels about the things that you say. You have to just take ownership of how you're feeling and be okay with being misunderstood or misperceived or whatever. That is healing in the moment. And I would just say, if that resonated with you at all, like, 
take that little nugget. And when you feel in your day to day that you're about to say something that you're not sure how somebody else is going to take it, just remind yourself that you can't control that anyways, and just say what you need to say. So I know I keep referencing this. <laughs> and it is because it it's literally shaken my entire world upside down. And the only way I know how to navigate it is to talk about it and to process it and to make new choices. And so y'all over here on the podcast, I feel like and I know I've said this before, you get the most authentic version of me that exists online, truly, because this is all like, my hot takes, my stuff that I don't really like, I have an editor, but we don't really take anything out of these podcasts. Like they are exactly how they are. And it's very rare that I'm like, hey, take this chunk out. Um, and oftentimes I don't come prepared with notes, no notes today either. I do feel like it leads to a little less of an organized podcast, but I think it's still good. I mean, I still go back and listen to my own episodes. And I'm like, hey, that was pretty good, Chloe. <laughs> um, but I know I keep referencing the mental health crisis that I had last year, and I think it's really important for me to keep talking about it because I know that there are a lot of you that maybe are spiritual, that you feel like sad when you hear other people in the community talking about how like your anxiety or your depression or the feelings of anxiety or depression or any of these mental things that come up for us how you like somehow that means you're not in alignment spiritually if you're experiencing this. And I always want to be a voice in this community that tells you that that's not the case. You can be super spiritual, meditate every day of your life and still deal with bouts of panic disorder. You can still deal with anxiety. You can still deal with depression. It doesn't make you any less spiritual. And I always want to bring that to you because I know that there are a lot of us, especially with the state of the world and how enraptured we all are with social media and the news. It is no wonder why all of us are feeling some type of way. But all that aside, I'm just saying I know I reference this a lot and it's because I think it's important and I I want you to know that there's always a space for you and that's because going through what I've gone through, I haven't always felt like there was a space for me in the spiritual community. I've kind of had to make my own space as we've moved through together. And I love the space that we have and that we've created. But I know I reference this a lot. But it I feel like I've actually learned something extremely valuable from my experience. And I'm having like this full circle moment that I that I really want to share with you about it today. So Many of you know, I had a panic attack in June of last year, and it rocked my entire world. Um, it, I still to this day deal with, I wouldn't say panic attacks. Like I, I technically did have a panic attack like a couple weekends ago, but those are very far and few between at this point. But I still deal with a lot more generalized anxiety than I ever have in my life at any other point. And in dealing with that, I realized recently that like, as I've been trying to sift through to the source of why it keeps coming up of why I feel like things are not manageable, or like, why, why does this keep coming up, right? I'm working with a therapist. Um, I'm working with a therapist that at first, I wasn't sure about them, but I honestly think that they might be one of the best therapists I could have ever connected with because they just drop so many truth bombs on me and it's always a good time. But 
in sifting through this now, almost a year later from the original event, because, you know, next month it'll be a full year that I've kind of been just like reeling on this and dealing with mental health stuff. I realized that as I was stating earlier, the way that I have been working is very unsustainable. And, you know, if I could sit here and list all the tasks to you that I put into my weekly calendar, I have this podcast, I have my YouTube channel, I have a Patreon that I'm very consistent with. Um, I have, um, what else do I have? I know there's more than that. I have merchandise, but I haven't really done anything with that for a while. That's kind of just like a set it and forget it kind of vibe. Um, so wait, podcast, YouTube, Patreon. Oh, I've started doing private readings as well. Um, I have a merchandise line and then I also have, um, like, you also have to think from like a business owner perspective. You also have to remember that there's like sectors for just growth as well. That like, I don't even know what I would call that. I guess it's just like the growth sector of like, what are the new ideas I want to bring in? Currently, I'm really focused on um, course creating and writing a book. That's like where I see myself going next. And I have to make space for those things because I want to grow. My soul literally wants to evolve in new ways. And I just feel like a couple weekends ago, I just like cracked. <laughs> I was just like, I am so overwhelmed. I feel like I never stop working. I'm always stressed out about work. And that's not the kind of energy I ever want to bring to my podcast, to my channel, to any, per especially personal readings. I never want to bring that energy to personal readings. And it takes a lot to like ground and center and get myself feeling energetically right to even sit down and do the work because I've been so overwhelmed. And that was really what came out of it is yes, I'm living my dream life. I am making the money that I always imagined in my life that I would make. I'm touching people in the way that I've always wanted to touch people. I'm making a difference. And I feel truly in my bones that I am making a difference because so many of you tell me that I do make a difference in your lives. And that's not me trying to be like arrogant or big headed about it. I didn't like, I'm not trying to like stunt on you with that. I'm just trying to provide the facts that I've been like, at least from the information I've been receiving. And that feels really good that, you know, that fills up my purpose. But at the end of the day, there's been nothing left for me. And especially when it comes to relationships, like I realized that I couldn't tell you the last time I had done dishes or laundry in my house. I couldn't tell you the last time that I just stopped and slowed down for myself and even just like took a bath without taking my phone into the bath with me so I could make sure that I was caught up with everyone. And relationships are everything to me. Like truly, I, I always talk about how like my friends are literally my family. And I have a really like tight knit close circle of friends that I just love and adore and appreciate. But again, what I was realizing is that I was tending to my relationships, tending to my work, and everything else was falling apart. Like, I had literally zero home life, no, um, no personal care, like personal care had just like gone out the window. And I just felt like constantly I was giving my energy everywhere else, be it in my work or be it to relationships. And I just, when you're in that moment of like feeling really heightened or having that like panicky feeling, 
you can't see the way out. You can't imagine a better future. And if you've never experienced that, it's hard to explain. But you can't imagine a way out when you're in that. It just that's just where you are now. Like, you can't imagine a better future. It's not until you get into that relaxed state that you can imagine how things could be better. And I'm going to continue this story after we hear a word from our sponsors. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So anyway, realizing all of these things, you know, I'm doing so much work, I'm giving so much to relationships, and I literally have zero time for anything else. And when I have any free time, I'm spent spending it zoning out in front of my TV because I have nothing left to give to myself or anybody else. And I don't know if y'all know this about me. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it. <laughs> I'm a Cancer Venus and a Cancer Mars. The, th- the things that I value the most and a Gemini moon, the things that I value the most are good conversation and communication. And I love my home. Like my home base means everything to me. And it's not just like, oh, I love having a nice house. It's I love tending to my house. I love cleaning up. I love doing dishes. I love doing laundry. And it's not even that I love doing them in the process. It's that I love the feeling of knowing that I accomplished that and my home looks this way because I did it. Um, and that might be weird for some of y'all that like hate cleaning, but I love cleaning. I love, love, love cooking. Cooking is something that has like never done me dirty. I love cooking. I love hosting people and entertaining people when it comes to like cooking a meal and having people over. That is probably... If you could ask me what is one thing I could do like weekly for the rest of my life and I would live such a fulfilled life, it would literally be host dinner parties. Like that is where I thrive. And I couldn't tell you the last time I've done something like that until like recently I had my siblings out and we did that a lot and it was fucking awesome. And it made me realize so many things about what my life was missing. But I just realized that all the things that I love at my core that aren't work related, that aren't anything else, I ha- I couldn't tell you the last time I had done them. I couldn't even tell you the last time I had had the time to feel like I could cook myself a nice dinner and sit down and eat because I was so stressed out about all the tasks in front of me and not getting them done. And then to add like an extra layer on this shit cake that we're building here right now, I know a lot of you will relate to this. And so I just want you to know that you're not alone. And this is unfortunately something that a lot of us deal with. But I do want to assure you that there is a way out. And that is sometimes when you get into this state of just constantly giving all of your energy to your children, your friends, your um, your work, and you're not giving any to you, none, none to yourself, when you're giving none to yourself, We'll get into this energy of believing that we don't even know how to meet our own needs. And that's the state that I started to find myself in. Now, mind you, if we rewound like two or three years ago, 
I was that bitch that would wake up in the morning, not super early, but not super late. I would spend two to four hours on my couch every morning reading my tarot cards and putting on like incense and listening to binaural beats and drinking my coffee, maybe even a couple cups of coffee, reading spiritual books and just like getting all this new information and new knowledge. And this was like before I got super into reading tarot on YouTube, I had this like immaculate morning routine. And I didn't let anybody disturb that. Like I would also go outside and practice grounding. I would sometimes do yoga stretches. Um, I would cleanse myself. Like it was, I had such a like baller morning routine that just really honored my own energy. It honored nobody else but me. And I would spend hours on this. And then gradually I would get into work and everything was awesome. But somewhere over the last like year since going through this mental health crisis, I have lost sight of that. I have somehow become this like shell of a person that doesn't know how to take care of myself or meet my own needs anymore. And so much so that I've started to tell myself that I can't, that I don't believe that I can even do it. And I know that I am not alone in this. I know that this is something that other people experience because there are books written on this shit. And you don't be writing a book about something that nobody else experiences. So I know I'm not alone in this. Some of you maybe have never experienced this and think that I'm totally off my rocker, but I promise you this is a real thing that people experience. This is why that book um, by the holistic psychologist that people always come and give me shit about when I talk about it, but I don't care. That book helped me and I support it. Um, it might not be for everybody, but Dr. Nicola Perez's work has always really helped me. And that's the angle that I come at it from is like, not that I think that it's a one size fits all. I don't think anything in life is a one size fits all. But her work genuinely has helped me in so many ways that I support it. Um, but her book, How to Do the Work, is like all about that, is about making small promises to yourself, basically so that you can regain a belief that you are even in charge of meeting your own needs. If you've basically gone so far to not believe you can even do it, it it's those small promises start to add up over time. And you will start to literally change your brain into believing that you can meet your own needs. So this is basically where I am right now. I'm at the beginning stage of trying to get myself to believe that I can actually meet my own needs, that I can make time to do things around my house mindfully, that I do have time to cook dinner for myself, that I do. And if like, basically, I feel like I have so much to say and I'm so disorganized. <laughs> Uh, it's fine. Mercury is about to be in the microwave too. So I'm sorry if this message is a little all over. Um, but in, in designing this for myself, I stuck with four things. And if any of you follow me on Instagram, I'm at Chloe Taylor. Um, all other accounts are lies. It is, I am the only person that has the Chloe Taylor handle. It's Chloe Taylor, no spaces, no underscores, no dots, no nothing. It's spelled exactly like my name on YouTube and here, K-L-O-E-E-T-A-Y-L-O-R. Um, but <clears throat> it's basically I've committed to four things. I tell myself no phone in the morning, period, for two to four hours. So depending on when I wake up, which I try not to do alarms, I try to let my body do what it wants to do because I have the freedom to do that. Um, I let myself wake up whenever I feel like it. 
And from that point, I do not touch my phone for two to four hours. And that one is already really hard for me because I'm used to getting into my phone. I usually have a ton of text messages from all of my friends, sometimes from family. I always want to give to them. And that is a hard boundary that I'm now setting with myself. And I'm sure there's going to be some adjusting in that, but it's something that I really need right now. And then I am sitting down at my coffee table in my living room with my breakfast. I'll go and like make myself breakfast. I'm not to a point where I'm promising myself dinner every night made, but I am promising myself breakfast. Breakfast, I sit with my tarot cards and a book and I just let myself listen to like healing music, frequency music. And I just get into that for today. It was two hours. I sat and read tarot cards and read a book for two hours. And now I'm sitting here working on the podcast. I still haven't looked at my phone yet today. And I won't for a couple more hours, possibly even until my workday is done. Because basically what has happened is I keep letting myself get caught up in so many other things. And I think this also links into like executive dysfunction, um, which often people with ADHD will deal with executive dysfunction, where like you want to do the task. The task is causing you anxiety not to have it done. And yet you can't. And I don't know how to, like, if you don't know anything about executive dysfunction, this is not the episode we're going into it, but I deal with that. And so I will start to, like, think that I've already failed if I've picked my phone up in the day and started doing anything else that is those tasks. And so I'm just basically reprogramming myself to give more to myself first thing in the day at every single cost. Like, I have basically made it my only mission in life right now is to heal and honestly, it's a little bit scary. (laughs) It's a little bit scary because I've always made my life about so many other things and telling myself that healing is the, is where I have to start. Healing is my only mission right now. And if anything else has to go, it has to go. If anything else is going to come, it's going to come, but I can't manage it all. My only mission and purpose right now is to heal because it's been a year y'all. And I, Maybe I shouldn't know. I'm going to say what I feel. I'm not going to not be authentic. I really hate it when people tell me or anybody, be it a therapist, be it a site, like anybody tells anybody that they cannot heal from like panic disorder or um, anxiety or depression. I just don't agree with that. And I'm not saying that you can't deal with that for long, extensive periods of time. And I'm also not speaking for anybody else. I'm speaking for myself. I refuse to accept that as an answer. I outright refuse. And I refuse because I lived almost 30 years without dealing with panic attacks. So I know that it's possible to be in that state of mind. And Do I think that, like, I think for me, we also have to define, like, what healing from that is. And for me, I don't even think that means that I'll never deal with a panic attack ever again in my life. I just need the consistency of them to not even be, like, once a year. Like, I need to not see that happening in my life. And 
<sighs> my focus really is just like tuning back into myself and my own needs and giving myself all of the tools that I already have in order to move forward in life. Because again, I refuse, I outright refuse to accept that I'm going to live with this issue for the rest of my life. And I also refuse to believe that I will live with generalized anxiety for the rest of my life. Because again, I lived so much of my life without it, that I refuse to believe that my life is now only going to be this. And Maybe that is me being very like wishful, but I just, I refuse. I refuse to believe that now I'm just stuck with this. And so I'm at a point where I'm so frustrated that I'm willing to do anything. I'm willing to let go of anything I have to let go of. I'm willing to become any version of myself that I have to become. And I honestly think that this is kind of like the breaking point for a lot of people is when you're willing to say, okay, if it needs to go, it needs to go. If it needs to come, it needs to come. And you just let the waves crash. Basically, you stop holding everything and choke holding everything. And you just decide that we're moving forward, whether y'all like it or not, and doing everything I can to get myself there. Um, that was a tangent. But my point to bringing all of this up is Getting to this, I've also uncovered just a lot about myself. And in such, in such that a big part of the reason I have been feeling like a lot of depressed feelings or even really anxious feelings, aside from the panic stuff, is I've realized I've met every goal that I've ever set for myself. And I've known this for a while. Like, I told myself I wanted to make X amount of money every month. I've hit that and I've almost doubled it. Like I've hit that. I've almost doubled it consistently. Um, I told myself that I wanted to move to Washington state many years ago. I've done that. Um, I told myself I wanted to live in a three bedroom, two bathroom. Technically I said townhouse, but apartment still works. Um, Basically, everything I've ever asked for, I've gotten there. And this is kind of drawing back to the original thing I wanted to discuss as well, is we don't talk about what happens after you've achieved the thing, especially if it happens really, 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 really fast. And I think this is going to be a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. And all that I ask is that you just consider it. Just consider it try to stay open-minded because it is hard to see it when you're not in it until you reach that. Then you're going to go, Oh, that's what she was talking about. But myself included, I got into manifestation somewhere around age, like 21, 22. I think actually it was closer to 23. And I got like into it. I was scripting multiple days a week. I really wanted my life to be this idealized version. And I was going to stop at nothing to get there. And that's like the person that I am. I'm a very like go-getter. I'm always going to chase my dreams. I'm going to make shit happen. And here's the thing. When you finally make it all happen, if you yourself have not become the person that you thought you would be when you received that thing, you are going to be so fucking disappointed. And I'm sharing this just from my own experience. 
basically what happened, if I could lay it out in like story story terms, is I received all of the things that I thought would make me different because I didn't assess when I was like manifesting and scripting and like, oh, it would be so cool to have this thing and oh, it would be so cool to live in this place and in this way. I just thought that I would be this version of myself that woke up early every day that was had a certain kind of body shape that, you know, felt like mentally well that had great relationships with everybody. And I would be this person. And here's the thing. All I did was work on manifesting the things. And I didn't work on myself. And even though I have worked on myself a lot, like I'm not trying to shit on myself. I've worked on myself a lot over the last seven, almost eight years. A lot, a lot, a lot. But the parts of me that I thought I would become when I received all of this, I also thought, and this one hurts a little bit, but I'm just going to be real. I also thought that it would give me the love that I craved so hard from my own parents. And this is something we also don't talk about enough especially in the realm of manifestation. Many of us are searching for the love that we think that we deserve that we did not receive in childhood. And I always thought somewhere, I don't know if I thought it at the forefront of my mind, but I always thought that if I went out there, if I made it, if I made the money, if I was somebody that had a lot of accomplishments under my belt, if I made any kind of like status that my parents would finally notice me and love me and appreciate me. And don't get me wrong. My parents do love me. That is undeniable. They've loved me from the beginning. Like I don't doubt, especially my father's love. I don't doubt that for even a minute. However, it didn't make them rush to my side to celebrate me. It didn't give me any of their attention that I thought it would give me. And I know for some of y'all that don't struggle with like parental relationships in that way, maybe it's hard to relate. Maybe it's hard to understand. Maybe your parents are so supportive of everything that you do and everything that you are, but mine aren't either from lack of trying or dealing with their own traumas or, you know, whatever it is. Mine aren't that way. And we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. I come from a household that was very highly abusive. And I can even see now as an adult reflecting back how the patterns my grandparents had imprinted onto my parents and it's it's continued down a generational line. And then it met me and I said, not today, bitch. But <laughs> all of this to say, I had to basically get like a smackdown from the universe that was like, hey, here's all the stuff that you've asked for, but all that love that you thought you were going to get, all that praise you thought you were going to get, all of that, all of this person that you thought you would be when you got here, guess what? It didn't happen because you didn't, you didn't realize that you had to build the home with inside yourself. It doesn't matter where I go in the world. It doesn't matter what I accomplish in the world. If I don't have a home and a safety inside of myself, that well is always going to be fucking dry. And again, I know this can be a really hard pill to swallow. We think that if we have a certain career and we make it on on TikTok, on YouTube, on Twitch, wherever, that well is going to fill and we're going to be the greatest version of ourselves ever and it's going to change us fundamentally. I promise you, take it from somebody who has been there and has been fucking hurt by it. You will not be different if you do not work on it right now. 
And the thing that I really want to impress on y'all is you have to fall in love with the journey. All of this stuff I'm telling you about unsustainable living and unsustainable work, if you are not making and designing a life that is sustainable from the jump, when you finally hit that peak, you're going to realize how unsustainable it is. And it's all going to, you're going to have to then redirect. And that's not bad. Like, I don't even think I'm in the worst position I could be in. You know, I'm at a conscious place now and I'm realizing, oh shit, I need to redirect because if I don't redirect, I am just going to get like sicker and sicker and that's going to suck. So like, it's okay if maybe today this was the moment that you realized it with me right now. It's okay. You're not doomed. Like, you'll be able to make changes because you're aware. But I'm just, I know I can't save everybody. That's not my job. I'm not supposed to be here to save any single person. Like, that's up for you to do for yourself. But if I could say anything, if this is, if any of this is resonating with you and you're trying to build a life because you think it's going to make you a different person, I will be the first person to tell you that, and we've said this before on the podcast as well, that obviously money and status and things will change you. You know, they can afford, especially in America, uh, they can afford healthcare. They can, they, um, that can afford mental health help for you. That can, you know, like there's a lot that you can have that like, I will take being depressed, anxious and panicky. I refuse to call it panic disorder because technically I've never been diagnosed with that, but Um, And like panicky and rich over being that way and poor. And not because I'm trying to demonize it to you, but because I understand from being in that position in my life before how much harder it is to get the help that you need. And so I'm not trying to say don't go for your dreams. Don't try to make that paycheck. Don't try to move forward. Don't like, it's okay to still want to do those things. But Remember to consider what is sustainable for you. You shouldn't be hustling and grinding 24-7 to get what you desire. In fact, the things that you desire should be like a peaceful blanket that wash over you and you know that that thing is choosing you and you're choosing it because it doesn't feel like you're going against the grain to make it happen. And I feel like I've just had a lot a lot to say today. <laughs> but. You have to enjoy the journey to achieve your dreams. If you are not enjoying it right now, you're not going to enjoy it when you get to the finish line or whatever you deem that finish line to be, because what is going to happen is you're going to experience that finish line. And then you're going to be either so stressed out that you think you have to constantly keep creating it. Like this happens on YouTube all the time. This happened to me multiple times where I had like one video pop off earn me a bunch of money, get me a bunch of views, a bunch of subscribers. And I was like, yes, I have made it. This is it. This is my moment. Um, It happens on TikTok all the time. You know, obviously I'm talking about a very specific realm because that's the realm that I exist in and I have a specific perspective, but it's like, oh yes, this is it. This is the thing. Like now I've made it. But then you realize the person that you were it's the same. You have not changed. Your numbers change. Maybe more people are looking at you now. And 
you may end up trying to consistently get that same feeling that that original high of receiving all of that attention gave you. And then you'll get more upset when the views don't come. And you're like, oh, shit, like, it must be me. It must be something I'm doing. It must be something wrong with me, the way I talk, the way I look. And again, you haven't built the home inside of yourself. Your dreams are achievable without that. I am living proof of that. But it's going to be so much less satisfying if you do not have a home and a foundation within yourself when you hit that dreamlike state. And this is the thing that nobody, I feel like, tells you about in manifestation. Nobody says it in a real way, at least from what I understand. Maybe somebody does and I just haven't met that person. But I feel like every time somebody talks about manifestation, it often comes across as this like, yeah, let's just like reality shift. Let's just script. Let's just do this awesome stuff. Nobody considers the repercussions of stepping into that reality tomorrow and who you will actually be. Because getting things or changing your state of being is not fundamentally going to change the person that you are. You have to put in that work. And this is why keeping those daily promises and making yourself realize that you can meet your own needs. That's where you have to start. If you are at ground zero and you feel like you are so lost, so confused, can't commit, I'm telling you, that is like, take it from somebody who's been there. That is the baseline is you have to get yourself and your mind on board with how can I get my needs met myself. And if that means committing to a bedtime, or committing to no phones, or committing to any kind of small promise you can give to yourself that reminds you who is in control and who, ah, control isn't even my favorite word. I don't really like that word. It's not about being in control. It's about knowing that you are your own best friend. You are the home that you are, that is like housing your soul and you can meet your own needs on a day-to-day basis. Because I think a lot of us are living in this mode where we don't feel like we can get our own needs met. And I think, honestly, this bleeds into so much more that I could cover on like, when we don't have our own needs met, we'll also start to use relationships to meet our needs. And this is why like so many people have such like, relationships with people like relationships with narcissists or relationships with people that aren't suited for them or we end up just hurting each other over and over and over and over because we don't realize that we are the keeper of our own needs. We are the ones that can meet our own needs. You can reparent yourself to get there. And I hope if anything, even though I feel like this episode was all over the place, I hope if anything, I have stirred within you something that reminds you who you are and who you came here to be and that you are the creator of your own life and you get to make those decisions because I've said it before and I will say it again. Nobody's coming to save you. Nobody. There is nobody that is going to drop out of the sky. I mean, I do believe in angels and spirit guides and they are there to assist for sure. But nobody is just going to drop out of the sky and make you become the version of yourself that you deem to be, that you want to become or who you want to be, or maybe who you want to unbecome so your true self can emerge. Nobody is going to come and peel all those layers off for you. You are the one that has to get into it and put in the work. And if time is the thing that stresses you out about that, like, oh, it's going to take forever. It's going to be so much work. The time is going to pass anyway. And not only do you deserve that version of yourself, 
the world deserves it. If there's one thing I can say about having generalized anxiety really bad for the last year, it is the thing that makes me the most fucking mad is that I have robbed the world of my greatness. And I don't say that in an arrogant way. I'm not saying that I think I am like the goddess's gift to the earth. It's not about having like a huge ego. It's that literally it robs all of your relationships of your true essence. It robs every single person that could have known you and been better for it. When you are not able to be here for yourself and that time is going to pass anyway. And not only do you deserve to feel what it feels like to have a safe container within yourself, but the world deserves to see it. In any case, um, I'm very passionate about this topic. (laughs) I hope, again, I hope this stirred something within you. I hope you got something out of my rambling today. I kind of wish I had made notes on this episode because I feel like I was all over the place with it. But I feel like that's kind of what you get on the podcast. And many of you tell me that that's what you like about it. So that's just where we are. In any case, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. Please, please know that you can. Please know that change is possible. Please... Please know that wherever you are right now in your own journey, it does get better. I am living, breathing proof of that. It does get better. Even if we have to put a little bit of effort into it before it gets better, it does get better. And in this next episode, next week, come back, we're going to talk about the ways in which it does get better. So I love you so much, pumpkin. I believe in you. If nobody's told you that today, please, for the love I believe in you. I believe in you. You can do hard things. You can do wonderful, amazing things. I'll talk to you next week.